Hey Luke, thanks for having me today. I thought I'd, um, just to prove that I can actually play the harmonica and I didn't just forget it, I thought I'd play you a little uh, harmonica solo here. Um, we're calling it the Human Blues. Or Human's Blues, that's probably better. That's your podcast. Alright, here we go. Hello everyone and welcome to Humans. I'm Luke McCredden and that magnificent introduction was from Dave Zvolensky who is joining me on this episode. Uh, the, the harmonica solo will make sense as you listen to the episode, uh, but basically in a nutshell, hours after we recorded the, the podcast, Dave called me, left a message, uh, just confirming that he can play the harmonica. There are references at some point throughout this episode where I question his ability, um, but it all makes sense when you hear it. Uh, Dave's a fantastic guy. We chatted a lot about podcasts in general. We chatted about his journey through the creative space that brings him to be the producer and director and writer that he is today. Uh, he currently is producer for Podcast One Australia, which is where we crossed paths recording another separate podcast. And it was a great opportunity to have a chat to him about all things podcasts and media related. Dave hosts his own podcast as well called We Fact Up. You can check that out, search it, um, and I'm sure you'll get some entertainment out of that one. We talk about that in this episode as well and what it's all about. Basically, it's a really good chat and some really good insights into the world of podcasts and other media. So check it out, episode 15. This is Dave Swalensky. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, usually I'm, I'm on your side and I'm, I'm interviewing people. Yeah, or, or and giving directions. And giving directions, yeah. yeah. Um, it's exciting. Yeah, mm. I, I didn't put any thought into starting. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> no, but I don't feel bad because I've listened to um, your podcast. Yeah. And your intros are as loose as this as well. So I'm quite yeah, comfortable with true. really just diving in and not thinking through at all. Okay. We did a podcast and you're our producer. It's called Hook, Line and Sinker. It's a fishing podcast. Um, well done. But, yeah, so so we met recently in the Podcast One studios. Yes. Where Not I as fucking hot as this one, I'm telling no, you. No, this one's steamy and I just rode my bike here. I know. So basically I was sweating when I, I arrived. Apologize. That's all right. That'll Water. Be... Hydrate, man. That's all right. Um, but, yeah, and, and it got me thinking about podcasts in general because I'm a podcast fan yep. and I started um, following you. On Instagram, okay. and you do Glad little you said Instagram. That gets no, and just, and home, just yeah, home. Yeah, most cool. nights that was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you popped up on Channel Ten mm-hmm. talking podcasts. I'm like, mm-hmm. perfect. I want to talk to podcast to Dave on. See, now I've been on TV. Everyone's <laughs> just beating down my door. <laughs> I can't sucks. keep them away. <laughs> <laughs> you signed six autographs on the way through yeah, the studio. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to chat about podcasts great. because what an awesome um, medium. It's a great medium. Yeah. It's a great job. It is. So what, it, I mean, you primarily, I mean, you're, if you, if anyone Googles Dave Zwolenski, mm-hmm. writer, producer, hang on, hang on, writer, producer, what were this? There was about I honestly can't remember anymore. Yeah. So this is the issue with my life <laughs> is that I'm not entirely sure who I am mm. and what I do. Right. But I've done so much different, so many different things that I have to now basically try to list them otherwise i feel like i'm not doing myself justice it's yeah. a, it's a weird situation because what do you write ba- on your uh, on your on your on your you know when you've got to fill in your occupation oh uh, i think i say producer 
Uh, yeah, I said producer because okay. producer. Everyone goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. But the thing is, sometimes <laughs> you know, I'm not a producer. Sometimes I'm a, I've presented, or sometimes I'm a writer. You know, but mm. I don't a writer because I've never I've officially paid for writing. But I write a lot. <laughs> you know, like I write podcast stuff and I write documentaries and I do this stuff. Yeah. But um, I've yeah, and I even recently, just this year changed my whole Instagram. You know, like rebrand, not rebrand, but just you changed. rebranded yourself. Not yeah, because I was like, oh, I think I'm starting to do more of this sort of stuff. Like yeah. now I'm podcast guy, video uh, filmmaker and harmonica player because this year's my year to break out. Like, well, yeah, I play, I play harmonica, but I've never really kind really? of been in a band, but this is my year to be in a band. So now I'm also a harmonica player. So it's the curse of sort of <laughs> just spreading yourself too thin, really. <laughs> um, but it's good. What do you, pre- is. What, do you what is your, when you think about it, what mm. is your, where does your passion lie? Where does your favouritism lie within all those titles? I, Do you love sitting behind a desk being the producer of a podcast, for mm. example? I love making stuff with good people. And sometimes like I'm the person and I'm like, well, I'm just making this with myself. <laughs> but usually it's like I'll involve, if it's my thing, I'll uh, involve or hopefully get people that I really like working with and I'll be in it and I'll go, this is fun. We're all doing it together. We're all having a great time. So I'm producing, but I'm also in it. But then if I'm just producing someone else's show, the best case scenario is like working with people like yourself and the guys we made hook, line and sinker with, or like I'm working with Gary Megan on his podcast, a play to call home, Cass Dunn in crappy to happy. And like a bunch of others, I, I do this one about dogs called dognitive therapy with mm. a woman called Laura V who's a dog behaviorist. She's awesome. And it's, they're all great. And so I get to work with these amazing people helping them bring their show to life. So there's all these things that I'm working on and I like being in some of them but only if I'm working with good people. Oh, Otherwise, I'm just very happy to make other people, like help other people bring their stuff to life. There's something satisfying about that. Because I do a there little is. bit of that, not on your level. You're a it's y- you're high honestly, end. Nah, you, you, you are. You'd think that, but it's it's really, it's not. I'm just in a bigger room than you. <laughs> like, with, with air conditioning. Is, what is this, two by two? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really hot. This yeah. is as hot as and it's the thing, And you know what I'm starts sorry. to sweat the first is your ears because you've got yeah. the headphones on. I can already feel well, you, you just sweat. So I might take them off. Yeah, do that. Otherwise, these are going to short circuit. That's fine. It's fine. Um, what about, I mean, We Fact Up. Yes. I jumped into this earlier than I thought because I wanted to have a We Fact Up chat. I love it. Great podcast. Thank you. Well done. Thank you very much. So We Fact Up is a podcast that I've I've been doing with, with a, my best mate of 20 years. We went to school together. And another guy who I know. <laughs> like we I'm, know. Like you've met. as much met. as I'm giving him. Yeah. I, mean, I know him. I work with him actually <laughs> called Martin. Yeah. Um, so Red and I are best mates and about – it's actually going on four years we've been making this podcast awesome. for, sort of on and off. But we um, we kind of – my mate Red and I have always done sort of creative stuff together, but we've been really lazy with it. Like we get halfway through and we go, oh, you know what, let's just go to the pub. Like forget <laughs> it. But there's one thing we – were, we were actually at the pub when we were chatting about people who – when you ask a question – and these days everyone just answers it with their phones, you know? So there's yes. great questions come up and people are like, oh, that's interesting. Let's chat about that. And then bang, someone's like, got it, held it up, got it, held the phone up. And you're like, well, that's ruined the fun. Now yeah. what do we talk about? The answer, that's shit. Yeah. So we, great, so yeah. I said to Red, this would be so, because we love just talking shit. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we just did a podcast on that? And he was like, yeah, we'd fuck it up. No, I said, we'd probably fuck it up a lot. And he goes, we fact up. And I'm like, that's great. Hey. So Red is the kind of guy who has these brilliant ideas all the time and then just moves on. And I'm the kind of guy that hears a brilliant idea from someone else and goes, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to yeah. turn it into something real. Awesome. And so like a couple of weeks later, I was like, Red, I've got a studio. I've got a website happening and uh, we're, 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 I've got a mate who's going to edit it up for us or whatever. And he's like, are we doing that? And we're going on tour. Quit your job. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. It's great. We <laughs> fucked up. Let's do it. So we got in a room and we started just mucking around. We did like five or six episodes that we just canned because they right. sucked. Yeah. And that was just me and him. And then we got a third person, a girl for a while called Hannah. She ended up, she was a good mate of ours. She ended up, um, she was a teacher. So she's like actually gone. She's like, I need to go be a teacher. And we were like, well, we'll keep it on the podcast. <laughs> and so then we got guests on for a while. So we had like Hamish Blake and Tommy Little, Andy Lee, Carl Cruz, Dr. Carl came on one time. Oh God. We had um, Reese Darby. We, we, we conned Reese Darby from Brilliant. Flight of the Concords yeah. into, uh, into coming on. Basically, it's just me hustling and going like, hey, there's this great show in Australia. You should be a part of it. It's like, it'd be great for your career. <laughs> you fell for it. <laughs> fell for it. And yeah, and so the show is, uh, yeah, how much would you know without the help of the internet? Mm. People send us in questions. We then have a bit of fun trying to figure it out. Without yeah. Googling, uh, we get to an answer and then we pause it. 
we Google it and then we come back and we say, right, this is the actual answer and this is how close we were or how far it's off It's such we a were. cool concept. Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, so we fact up. If yes, F-A-C-T. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever got it? You know what's funny? The latest episode, the Christmas special, or just the end of last year, mm. we the question was what was the first Olympic mascot? Mm. And I swear we spoke about for 20 minutes and we were like – Romans and Greeks, you know, the old Olympics. And then we're like, maybe it was sponsored by someone. And then we started talking about like, like a unicorn with like, with, with like a legless man riding the back of it. All this stuff was, you know, ridiculous. Mm. And then Red just goes, we were joking about dashboards for some reason. And Red goes, or a dash, dash hund, you know, like the dog yeah. dash hund. Then we moved right past it. And then it came to the answer. And the answer was a dash hund. That no was the way. first Olympic mascot. And we were like, Where, why did that come yeah. out of your brain? He's like, I have no idea. And we're like, well, the system works. <laughs> After four years, we finally got an answer. That's fantastic. So occasionally it happens, but it's very, very rare. Um, it's very funny and entertaining. Thank you. But it actually raises a good question that we do go straight to the phone or the mm. technology to find anything out. And, and yep. I do it all the time. And with young kids, they ask about everything. Mm-hmm. And being a dad, oh, I know everything. Right. So I'm like, just one second, kids. Do you go and Google it? Do you? Yeah. You don't try to. You don't say, "Hey, no." Sometimes make it up. Or, sometimes I make it up just yeah. to see their reaction. Yeah. But as they time, get older, they're gonna be like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> what? No, you've told us that for the last ten years, and now we know it's bullshit. Yeah, so we, stop saying exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> we Google it. It's easy. Yeah. Well, my oldest daughter can Google things now. She's at that age where she's just like, "I'll double. I'll cross check that." Yes. Day. No, you're wrong. Yeah, so, exactly. um, but no, exactly. The reason, part of the reason I liked it was because I genuinely was fed up with mm. phone usage, and mm. I, I, I almost, I think people are these days are affected by the, the screen time and all that. Everyone yeah. talks about screen time and limiting your screen time and all that. But I feel like I'm genuinely affected by by other people's phones just being in the vicinity. Like I've had mm. times where someone's just at dinner or whatever, and their phone's on the table, and they go and check it like midway through a conversation, and yeah. I have to go, hey. <laughs> I sound like such an old man. I'm like, would you mind just putting that in your bag, please? Because it's and they'll leave, sometimes they'll leave it on yeah. and the gl- the glow. And I'm just it feels like a Kirby enthusiasm episode where I'm just I'm tr- I'm looking everywhere else, uh, but then the phone just catches my eye yeah. and I go I can't something no. about it sucks my attention. And there's a thing with the people don't even know they're doing it. So no, you could be talking mindless. to me right now, and I just pick up this and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Dave, I'm listening. Yeah. Yes, oh, so NBA's on today. Yeah, but it it is a natural thing for people, and yeah. it makes I it, I feel so disconnected from someone and and offended, and I'm just like, and it's not even offended at them. I'm just like, how did we get here as a yeah. society? So we fact up actually is is a like I said, as entertaining and as funny as it is, is actually a, a break from that, a break away from that. I'd which like is to really think so. cool. I mean we may have kind of wedged that in later as like it's also a philosophical yeah. dilemma. Right? No, but, you, know, you know, I'm not but no, to- I, I that is honestly I think it's why I love continuing to do it and that the message is like put your phones down and just have a chat. Yeah. Like the old fashioned way. Let's just let's just work this out. And you guys do a great job. The people you bring in as you mentioned, um like I listened to one the other day. It was an older one with Ed Cavalier. Yeah. And I laughed yeah. from start to finish. Did you? Just because of the shit that he comes up with. Yeah. And you, but then you actually listen and go, actually, that could be it. <laughs> because it's it's outrageous. Answer, but yeah. it's like, oh, well, you never know. Possibly. Yeah. Exactly. And some of the answers are insane. Yeah. You hear them and go, that can't be real. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's cool. So good stuff. And four Thank years you. on, you must be enjoying it. Because you yeah, don't we do love stuff it. like this for no. longevity if you're not enjoying <laughs> no, it. No, especially me and Red. Like, we've done things for like eight hours and gone, that was a waste <laughs> of time and money. So four years on, we still love it. And I think it was three years with no money. Yep. And now it's like a tiny bit of money that we yep. make. But we really just – I honestly, I, I think it's an excuse for me to, to meet up with Red and have a laugh. And That's good. Um, That's healthy though. It is. Mm. And as you get older with your mates, you kind of sort of – find yourself spending less and less time together. So if you force yourself to get in a room and just go, let's just have a laugh, talk some shit, it's a great way to reconnect and it's fun. And I think I'm kind of, obviously I'm in podcasting and I work in the station and I'm around it all the time. So for me, it's it's like a natural extension of what I'm currently doing. For Red, he's just like, rock up, have a laugh, go home, you know, and that works for him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, We spoke earlier about you worked for Net Nova and all, yeah. all over the place. Was it in radio initially? Is this where you sort of got the I've, enjoyment of like being behind a microphone or? 
Um, well, not really. It's been a long and weird journey. I would, a lot of people say it was weird how I got in radio, but I genuinely think mine is, is one of the weirder stories. <laughs> Let's in hear how it. I, right. So, <laughs> so the weirder, the better. Okay. So basically, let me see, where do I start? When I was, wait, so, wait, it's legal, right? It, some, most of it. <laughs> like, okay. So I'll start with my, in my mid twenties or so, I was doing nothing with my life. Basically. Like I, I had a, I got a degree from uni. It was like mass communications, but I wasn't interested radio film. Cause I, cause half my role is also video production. Yep. I should say that. So I'm podcast and video production and I'm like senior kind of producer. So I oversee that stuff as well, but I never thought creativity or the creative field could be a job. Like I never, I was one of those people who, who was raised to think that that's a nice little interest you have, but get a serious job. And even though I was felt very creative, I genuinely didn't take it seriously for a long time. And I wasn't one of those people who was like, I'm going to break the mold and do my own thing Mm. and be creative. I was like, well, my parents said creativity doesn't pay, so I'm probably not going to do that. (laughs) But I would sort of tinker and write and, you know, I'd write little plays and I kind of had all these little funny, fun things going on. But then it, what happened was I'd, I'd made a short film with a friend where I, he was literally like, would you be in my film? I was like, yeah, sure. And it was for a 48 hour film festival and we won the festival. And I was like, this is amazing. So the festival got sent over to, um, to the U S and competed awesome. in the finals. And yeah. I went with it and I was in the U S um, and I met like Alexander Payne, who's the director of, um, he did like um, about Schmidt and election and um, this other recent one, Nebraska. Anyway, he was great. Oh. And he did a talk. And his talk was basically about filmmaking. And I remember just thinking, this is amazing. This is a job. Like this guy gets paid for it. And he actually said, someone asked him like, what did, what was it like when you first um, became a filmmaker? And he was like, I realized I never, I was never going to have to wear a tie. And I was like, brilliant. (laughs) This is someone I can, I can relate to. Yeah. So anyway, so I come back home and I'm trying to thinking, what, what do I do to get into film? Right. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then a friend of mine sends me an email saying SBS are looking for young presenters and journos kind of thing. Yeah. Do you want to apply? And I was like, I guess. Yeah, like I suppose. So uh, she comes around and we both do an application, right? Yep. And because and I'd done a little bit of creative writing and some sort of interviews with people. I was like, oh, I'm a journalist and I've done a short film, so I'm kind of a filmmaker. Yeah. And she comes around and she sets up the camera and basically the audition was um, – Talk about Australian values. That's all you right. had to do. So this is before like um, Twitter and the, and the YouTube stars. So it yeah, was yeah. like they were literally searching for people who could kind of talk to camera. And yeah, right. Them. Okay. So uh, she sits in front of the because she's like, I want to do a, I want to do an application. So she sits there and I film her and she's like talking about Australian values and what they mean and stuff. And then I get in front of the camera and I start talking about Australian values and I'm like. I have no idea what Australian values are. Like, what does that even mean? And I'm sitting in the camera like, this is nonsense, like crazy. And I start just <laughs> just talking shit, start doing party tricks. I start telling them my secret skill is like I can count letters in words really fast. That's just true. Like if you give me a, a word, I can tell you how many letters are in it really quickly. Really? Yeah. A microphone. Nine. Fuck. Ten. I, it's ten, sorry. It's ten, sorry. <laughs> I was going to believe you, so you yeah. could have just rolled yeah, with that. Yeah, it's ten. I forgot the E. Mm. Anyway, so I'm saying all this crazy shit to camera. <laughs> And I edit it up and I send it up. I'm like, that was the dumbest application. I get a call back and they're like, we've whittled it down to 30 from a thousand and you're one of the 30. I'm like, amazing. All that shit that I talked about, <laughs> like the letter counting and the party tricks. And they're like, you know, we thought it was funny. My friend Rosalind, she didn't make it. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, can you go and do another video? Go out in the street and do some Vox Pops interviews. Mm. So I do that. I go out in the street. I did some funny Vox Pops, uh, you know, interviewing people and all that. And then I got whittled down from 30 to six. And I was just waiting to see if I was going to be one of the final three. And basically after months and months and months, um, I got chosen to be one of these three people to go and make a documentary. And the documentary was about uh, Islam. So it was uh, learning about Islam as a, as a white sort of agnostic atheist, mm. learning about Islam. And I was like, great. So they flew me to Sydney. I got this little production crew. Um, they go, right, we're going to, we're going to send you into Lakemba, which is this pretty crazy area of Sydney. Um, and it's, it was the very unwelcoming to camera crews and stuff, which is understandable. And I go in and basically like, as soon as we're there, we're the cameraman gets pushed and, you know, and, and it's crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like yeah. I've just flown, I've lived in Brisbane at the time. I've never been around any of this sort of stuff. No. You know, I've now just been thrown into this kind of weird situation. 
But my reaction was just to go and talk to people on the street yeah. about it. I was like, why do we get pushed and what's going on and stuff? And they kind of started to chat to me and opened up and the camera crew kept filming. And um, they were like, well, there's so many camera crews that come in here and just, just talk, you know, to call us terrorists and say yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And they're like, we just don't trust anyone and kind of got some good stuff out of them. And that kind of formed the basis of this documentary. Right. And I, I ended up doing an hour documentary living with um, a guy called Sheikh Halali, who was the ex-mufti of Australia, okay. who was this pretty big name. He's the guy who said a bunch of stuff about um, women and, and – do you remember that? Women and, yeah. and meat? Yes. And if the yes, yes, cat yes. eats the meat, whose fault is it? Is it the cat's fault or the woman's fault? It's the, it's the, woman, it's the meat's yeah. fault for being left out. Yeah. So I spent time with him. I got to live with him for like a week or two and we made a documentary about him. And it, um, it was quite, you know, people liked it. And off the back of that, <laughs> I then amazingly got offered a TV series called, and I pitched something called Dave in the Life, where I would go and live in the life of different people. It's yeah. pretty obvious pun. I remember calling <laughs> the calling the the um, head of uh, SBS factual guy called John Godfrey. But I have come up with an idea. It's called Dave in the Life. Just until we can think of something better, that's a bit shit. And he goes. No, no, I like Dave and Life. Cool, let's do it. And I was like, what? And within another few months, TV crew, wow. there was like three directors, um, three researchers, a bunch of producers. I moved to Sydney for like eight months. It was just this crazy time. <laughs> I was working with Cordell Jigsaw, who's like the, one of the biggest production companies in Australia. They're, yeah. they're with Andrew Denton's group yep. and all that. And I was just so green and naive and stupid and I'd kind of just fallen into this, this 26. Yeah, okay. So it was 10 years ago. I'm 37 now. And so <laughs> I, time flies. Yeah. And so, and Fine. so that kind of, and I did this 10 part series and it was wow. crazy. And that's like a whole other story. It was yeah. like me living in the life of um, like a hunter and a, and a um, prostitute. Like I tried to be all of these things, a controversial artist, a homeless. So and you, did you take yourself out of your natural or out of your comfort zone intentionally to do? hundred you know, percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the, the crew, the crew and I, and, and the producers and directors were like, well, how, like, what do you, how far can we push you? And yeah. I was like, I don't know. So let's just see. <laughs> I was at that time, it was my mid twenties. And I was like, I haven't really done too much with yeah. my life. I'm looking at like kind of ticking things off. So I was like, let's just make it as kind of crazy as possible. And I wanted it to be really real. So I made them like put me in genuine situations yeah. and, and kind of, you know, push me as far as I could go um, in a lot of ways. And it was really confronting. And in like six months, I, learnt and grew Amazing. more than I felt like yeah. I sort of had in the in, oh, in yeah. my in my first 20 years of my life. Um, and so, yeah, so we made this TV series with me just kind of being like, wow, this was cool that I fell into this thing. Mm. And then I thought, cool, I guess I'm a documentarian now. That was, that was pretty easy. <laughs> kind of a little bit arrogant. And then after it came out, you know, people recognized me on the street and I was kind of like a mini celebrity, a group of my friends and that. It was weird. But I also I think I was a bit like, yeah, see, I'm pretty, pretty good, aren't I? I'm like, what? I don't know how I got this. And then the whole thing fell apart and there was no season two. And, and the, Was the uptake not good enough on it, season one? Well, I'd like to say that I... The uptake wasn't good enough. I'd put part of that blame on SBS who moved the TV show three times. So it was like on a Friday and then they moved it uh, to like a Wednesday. Like during the series. During the series. Uh, and then they pushed it back on. three months for the final three episodes. So it never really kind of had the chance no to one, take. No. Yeah. And I was like, what do you expect there, guys, if this is if yeah. you're not going to put it on one night? And it was strange. It's a shame. The, actually, the reason they moved it the first time was because – they started putting it on air before I'd finished filming it. So they put the first episode on when right. I was in the middle of making like episode eight. And the most surreal experience I've ever had is I was making episode eight about survivalists and they lived off grid and stuff, but they had a telly, solar powered. And I remember being in, in this guy's house after like I'd spent two days with him or whatever and figuring out how he you know lives kind of off, off the land or whatever. Yeah. And he's this old kind of German guy. And the telly's on one night and all of a sudden Dave and the life comes on <laughs> and I'm like, and like my camera crew has gone home. So it's just me and this German dude sitting on the couch watching me on telly <laughs> making the show that I'm making about him. And you can sort of see him looking at the telly and like looking at me and look at the telly and sort of be like, is this what you're making like about me? <laughs> and it was bizarre. weird because some of the show was obviously a little bit, you know, um, it wasn't all rosy. So yeah. he was, uh, I was like, uh Oh, we're giving up our secrets. Yeah. how We're making the show. <laughs> So SBS realized the problems with that and pulled it and then put it on like Waited three months later and there right. was only seven episodes to go. Anyway, 
it didn't it didn't quite take, and they could buy Bear Grylls' show for <laughs> half the price that it cost to make mine. We'd well, done triple the numbers. At least you got booted for someone cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's how I look at it. <laughs> um, you and Bear. Me and know, Bear. And nah, that's a show. Should join forces. Me and Bear. Take me out to the Dave woods, and the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so basically after that, I was I hit like a bit of a rock bottom period. And I moved back to Brisbane and I was sleeping on friends' couches and really not sure what to do with my life. Really? Yeah. And I did a bunch of stuff after that. I was like, um, I wrote a script with a friend and then we went to LA and pitched it around wow. for like six weeks, um, made some contacts. Is that a, da- that a daunting experience in LA? Yeah, really. I was really, I like pitching stuff, but yeah. back then I was like pretty naive mm. and my my co-writer who was a director, he knew what to do. He's like, just get in the room, say your thing and then hear feedback and then say, great, love that feedback. We'll take that on board. Right. But I just couldn't. And then, you know, then you shake hands and leave. I just was like, I'm trying to be funny and trying to like have a love. And he's like, don't do that. (laughs) It's like, just stop trying to be you, be what the version is. Is it brutal? We had a pretty nice experience in that they were just like, oh, thanks. We'll call you. And then they just don't, which I think is how it works. Like, this was great. So nice to meet you. And then if you don't hear from them, It's it. Yeah. And we were there for a month or six weeks. Um, I met some great people. Met Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Billy? Just briefly. Wow. Um, a Dave in the life of Billy. Mm-hmm. I got all these shows to pitch in now. <laughs> and then, you know, I did weeks ago. I followed a girl to Prague. Uh, spent a month there. That didn't work out. Anyway, I came back to Brisbane and I was like, I'm 29 and I'm like, I have no hard skills. I have Mm. no, I could sort of edit and shoot a bit, but I was like, I don't really, I don't really have anything I can, I don't know. What am I going to do with my life? Mm. I don't really know what I'm going to do. So I remember thinking like, I need to start at the bottom of something. Like I've been lucky my twenties. I've had little pot shots and. Yeah. But did you identify the fact that you were creative? I think even then I was a bit confused about it. I was like, what is, what is creative, you know, like, and, mm. and how is it, how do you make money off yeah, of it? Yeah, like, how is sure. it valuable to people? Yeah. I think that was probably my concern. I'm creative, but how is that valuable? But yeah. You sort of just see it as something. On like the, a hobby. A hobby. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I thought. And also I've always been like a box ticker. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can edit, tick. But it's like, you can't edit well. So why don't you improve your editing? Yeah, gotcha. It's sort of part of my personality is to just get okay at something and then go, oh, that's good. I've ticked that yeah. box. And that's a problem when you can't really get work because you're like, well, you're not the best editor, you're not the best camera op, and you're not the best. You sort of know, you know, it's like, yeah, but I'm good at a bunch of stuff. A bit. <laughs> Collectively. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot. Um, anyway, so I said, all right, I'm going to, I need to suck up my ego and, and I've had a good run, but what, let's build an actual skill. And I, I loved Hamish and Andy, loved the idea of radio, and I sent my CV into Nova. And I said, like, I just want to be on your street team, like the lowest, you know, like kind of the entry point. And I went in and did the um, the interview and the guy would have been, he, I think he was like a year older than me and he was like running the whole team. <laughs> and he's like chatting to me and he's holding my CV and stuff and he's looking, he's like confused and shit. And he's like, um, you're on TV. <laughs> what are you doing here? And I was like, Jason, I'm asking myself the same question, bro, but I just need a job. And so he was like, all right, cool. Yeah, join on the team. So I got, I started out <laughs> overqualified, overqualified, and just, and not even just like overqualified, in like that my skills or whatever were too good. It was like the things that I have done just didn't match up with everybody else's narrative. Yeah, yeah, because they gotcha. were mostly either coming from a completely different industry and trying something new, or were like young, like yep. nineteen-year-old girl promo girls, and were just like <laughs> getting in the radio. It was twenty-nine-year-old sort of, <laughs> you know nice-ish kind of a guy who's like sort of just floating around Brisbane, you know, kind of going, I need work. It's weird. So anyway, I get the job and then I, I remember there's this, there's this, like my first week, I remember there was a guy um, who was the team leader and he was younger than me, right? This, this sort of big burly guy. His name's James Young. And we go out. So Brisbane's very hot, you know, climate and stuff. And the it was summer. And I remember the like first week, we go out to like a shopping center and we open the boot up and we have to get the up and goes out, you know, like handing out, yeah. you know, I just got kids gurking <laughs> up and goes at the black thunders and we're handing out up and goes and he goes, Oh, Dave, just jump in the back of the back of the car and grab some up and goes. So I do, it's like a, a van and he shuts the van and he locks me in and I'm like sat in there. It was like the first few days 
and I'm just the smell of up and going like milk in this hot car. And I just see him like leaning up against it, like having a laugh, chatting to people, like pointing and laughing at me. And there was this moment where I was sitting in this car and I'm like, I was on TV. What the hell am I doing? Like, <laughs> where is, is it gone? Where is it gone? This is shameful. Yeah. And I was literally about to quit. And then I remember that I told myself I need to, Build something. I need to start yeah, yeah. With, at the bottom. Build yeah. some foundations. Have a what? Have a kind of some skills. And so I went. Nah, this is your moment, Dave. What are you going to do? You decide to stay or you go. And I stayed and I stuck it out. And that kind of then you know one thing led to another, and I got a bit more work and video stuff picked up. Moved to yeah. Melbourne. You know, this has been that was eight years ago. So then I built my skills up. Awesome. And you know, it's hilarious. About four years later, I won an award at Nova for like my my work. And I got up on stage and I told that story and I named him because he ended up being a good mate of mine. And <laughs> Is I was he still like, there? He's, uh, no, no, he still works in radio, I think. He's a legend, James. Um, but I, I said, James Young did this to me. And then I texted him and been like, got you, sucker. Like, revenge is sweet. <laughs> Four years later, I finally got him. So, yeah, it's like I said, I think, like, that's one of the more unique radio stories, but I'm sure other people have yeah, <laughs> yeah. equally as crazy ones. I but. mean, is there a... Is there a um, normal entry into radio anyway do you know what i mean yeah. like it, like it's it doesn't seem like it's a everyone that i've either spoken to or heard from in the industry um has you know they've they've moved into state a few times and yeah. they've done this and done that and then and then it's just sort of not just happened like they've worked for it yeah. but you know like it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that went to uni for two years and then bang no. them on air no, like, I don't do you know think so. I mean? And like you had Dino on this show as well, and he, yeah. you know, he said like it's just moving around and taking mm. jobs where you can. But I, but I do think a lot of people they 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 either want to get into radio and know what they're doing, mm. or at least know what they want to do, and then they just cop it. You know, they yeah. go, oh, "I'm going to move here, I'm going to move here," or some, you know, lots of different people have different angles. A lot of people are like, oh, "I started in promotions, and then I worked into this, and then this, and then this, and yeah. then I was on air." But no, there's no typical story. Everybody's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and some of the stories, yeah, are amazing and interesting and unique. I mean, Dino was, I think, in Perth and his sister worked in radio and then That's he right. got a gig doing weather. For That's right, the weather guy. <laughs> for cyclone chasing yeah, or something. Yeah, he didn't yeah, really yeah. understand. Yeah. And now is like piss funny every morning on yeah. over in Melbourne. But see, so. but even that, like Dino sister was in radio so got in radio it's like yeah it's I like it's not that a, crazy yeah yeah true it's true. just i think it's there's no career path well no there is because you go to uni and you study it that's <laughs> what i mean i just had the weirdest one so i can't yeah. speak for anyone else but i just feel like it's good and it feels but it feels this like natural that that this sort of um and you know podcast radio film mm. is your thing now i you, think yeah you absolutely. feel comfortable with your ability now i do now and because i'm in podcasting and video and not really like on air talent, yep. I realized like that was my niche or my area of expertise was producing and directing and working in sort of behind the scenes capacity, but also understanding what it's like for someone in front of the camera. Cause I was there mm. as well. And weirdly, you know, what I was talking about, about sort of being a box ticker and having all of these sort of disparate skills, they're like super handy now because I work across so many different things. Yeah. So I just have improved on them a lot and actually yeah. focused on developing yeah. them um, and I think that has, that's helped me do what I do, but because it's podcasting, that's what I love. I don't really love radio. Right. Which has been an interesting realization. Do you, like, remember, do you remember what it was first, whether it was a show or something that made you love podcasting? Yeah. It was this American life with Ira Glass. Yeah. Because when I started doing Dave and the life, the director of that said, there's this show you should listen to. It's this American life. And that was 11 years ago. Which yeah. is, and I've been listening to Ira since. And I love him. And I think his storytelling style is incredible. I think what he's done for the podcasting industry is amazing. Do you listen? Have you listened to much of This American Life? No. Do you know about Ira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, no, I haven't listened right. to much. No. So he's he's kind of known as like the father of podcasting, basically, because yeah. he was doing it before anyone. And he was yep. doing it in his own weird little unique way. Um, and it's just it's the power of storytelling. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the beauty of podcasts is – there is no way to do it. You can no. do it however the fuck you want to do it. Exactly. And I love, I'm kind of feeling like that with, and I know this might sound because everyone's on board, but I feel kind of like that with Joe Rogan. See, it's interesting you bring up Joe Rogan. So you're right, 100%. And everyone goes. I don't feel like he necessarily was the, is the godfather or anything, but I feel. No, no, no. But he's, he, what, he, 
what he's done, which is great, is like he got a great show where he can just talk to someone for two hours and yeah. fucking hang off every word. But what he's done for me, for in my business or people who speak to me, they go, I got a great idea for a show. It's me just talking to someone in a room. And you go, well, you know, give me a pitch. Can you give me something? You go, well, Joe Rogan does it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but he's Joe Rogan. <laughs> he has a billion yeah. followers or whatever. He's mm. he's an incredible UFC guy. He's like, just it's funny how someone can, you know, be so good at something and everyone thinks it's like easy or it's sort of just yeah. like, it's like that's how I want to do my show. But but he's Joe Rogan. Like I always yeah, say, yeah. like, but he's Joe Rogan. Yeah, totally. You know, and so other shows need actually, I think, usually need a hook or a sell or yeah. you know, a pitch or something. I th- Not just saying they can't work. No, no, yeah, I know what you're saying. And and especially with especially looking at it now, you sort of feel like Joe Rogan's had 20 million followers from day one. Obviously, obviously he was he's come out of TV and all that yeah. sort of thing to start with, but um he's put on the map for me the conversational podcast yep. sort of style, which I like, again, <laughs> I'm certainly no Joe Rogan, but this is, I like that style. Hence why I kind of do this one because I just Absolutely. love the idea of having a chat to someone, whether you know them or not and let it go organically. I don't yeah. make any notes really before yeah. I start these episodes. It might I be one tell. or two. I was disappointed. Yeah. I was like, how have you not looked into my entire history and know all everything that means? Oh, do you want to go through your family tree me. now? Or? Yeah, I've actually brought that. It's on the laptop. Just get it out. We can go through the. But I just because I think, and look, whether or not, you've got to have some structure always, but I don't like it in it. And I do um, hook, line, and sink with you, and that's, yeah. that is structured in yeah. that it's not scripted, but it's got a, it's got a, thing we have to stick to kind of kind of yeah but i i do like hearing a natural conversation and and one of the things is i don't feel like people talk anymore and sort of like what you were saying about how you just google something straight sure. away rather than actually talk it out mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier just to i can't think of the name of that quick jump on google and yeah and that's great yeah but the other thing that i think it does is bring out um bring out conversations that you just don't have anymore at all mm-hmm. and and it can be about anything so it's not necessarily sitting in a room and going we're gonna like talk about podcasts with you mm-hmm. talk about podcasts but where when there's a a lead or a branch off to something else just go there because that's where it's going naturally I hear a lot of journalists and you, you'd hear too on whether it's on the news or on a sports show or something they're sticking so hard to what they need to be asking the particular mm-hmm. interviewee that they miss leads to go into some really cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, I hear hundred percent what you're saying. <clears throat> I think it comes down to like intention around why you're making the podcast. Yeah. So for you example, for you making this podcast, you want to talk to people and connect with people and have these conversations. And that's a beautiful thing. And it can, can bring you a lot of joy. And that is a hundred percent a reason to make a podcast. And then there's other people who are like, I want to, I want it to be on a commercial network and I yeah. want it to sell ads. And you go, cool, I don't think what you're doing to whoever this person is, you go, I don't know if what you've pitched here and based off your demo and all that is necessarily going to do that because it's like fun for you, but what does the audience get out of it? How do we sell it? All that sort of stuff. And so commercialization in the podcast space is really tricky and murky and I'm sort of, I'm like in this two worlds about it where I love the pure, you know, the Ira Glass kind of, the just sort of like doing it because you love it in in, the Mark Maron style as well. But I'm also like, I understand the commercial imperative to having to sell stuff yeah. in, yeah, yeah. which I think is probably why I, I feel like I'm kind of in a good space for it. Because I, 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 if you go too far one way or another, you can't really, it's, it's just hard to balance that. Mm. But it, if your intention is just to make a show that you love, which it should be, then yeah, that that's what the best pod, yeah. podcast can be. And if they're not, at least you're having fun. Well, that's the thing. And sometimes I feel like it's it's uh, it, you know I'm being selfish because te- overall, with all due respect, I'm doing this because I want to do it and yeah. I really enjoy it. And I get a kick out of every episode I've done so far. I'll go home tonight buzzing because we had a great <laughs> chat today. Like genuine pressure like, is on. Okay, and make if him I don't, buzz, make him buzz. And if I'm not buzzing at the end of this, I'm Here never talking to you again. <laughs> okay, but talk about sex. <laughs> talk about sex. <laughs> Something racy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly mean it. And the other thing mm. is, you know, everyone that I've spoken to on on this podcast, I've learned something from. Whether it be mm. you know something really heavy and deep, or just something like the way someone thinks is like mm. cool. Like one of one of my favorite, and you know, I, it's, I should, 
Can you have a favourite episode? I don't want to. We're not finished our episode. No. Yet, so I think that's that's. Well, I spoke to someone on on this podcast called John Gulzari, and okay. he's a um, Afghani refugee. Right. And I just that just fucking blew me away. Yeah. Right. Like, what an amazing. That's, he that was an just amazing sounds human. impressive straight yeah, yeah. off the bat. That sounds incredible. Um, but that's you know, and and, and no favouritism. I've enjoyed every single episode, but episodes like that mm. st- that stuck with me for days. Like mm. after, and I was just like. You know, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to just show my f- family and friends yeah. that episode and, that's and then the thing, put it out there. there and there's no, yeah, there's no reason. That's not selfish at all. That's just you making your art. And mm. I think you have to look at it like that. This is an art form. We've got, you know, the, the, we're in the. It's very um, artificial what you've created. Yeah. Just like art is, you know, and then yeah. it's what you do with it. It's how you paint the mm. the, the strokes, really. Mm. Which is you saying I'm an artist? Don't you are an artist, just like Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like Joe Rogan's an artist, and he's an incredible artist mm. in what he does. Right. That's why I think Joe Joe is amazing. It's then it's like someone being like, well, I'm gonna be a painter. Um, what do you want to paint? Oh, just weird shit. Picasso did it. <laughs> you go, well, okay, just take a breath. Because it was amazing. Yeah. And you're just, you know, there with some scribbles and a couple How of like many cubic lines. Are? And you're like, you can be like Picasso, but don't yeah. try to be Picasso. And it's so, I, I've said it. I've been to museums or whatever and said, oh, I could do that. Absolutely. But you can't. I saw it. I was in the Tate Modern in London and I saw a toilet with a signature on it. Mm. And I was like, that it? I could fucking done that. And a friend of mine said, yeah, but you did it. Yeah. And that's the difference. <laughs> well, this that's true. Do you know, that's and, the difference between an artist and a not, not an artist. Well, you even this, it. It, I probably wanted to do this for a couple of years and my wife, Ricky, was like, was really helpful in pushing me to do it. Yep. And even um, job, Ricky. drawing inspiration from, from my daughter as well. And like, it wasn't until I did it and I went, yeah, I've, I've done it, and I feel really great about just doing it. Yeah, and so you need to sign a toilet seat before you can judge. But the thing a, is, you've signed this. Is, this podcast this is, is my your toilet. toilet. <laughs> so you should be very proud of that. Every episode, I sign it. <laughs> wow, I haven't looked at this podcast like a toilet. That's it. I'm here to reframe Fuck. how you think about podcasting. Wow, this is your toilet. Um, <laughs> pretty happy with that. We should maybe we should end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know where to go now. Um, I'll tell you what I did want to bring up um, because another thing that you do on Instagram mm. is I think um, every Monday you're putting up some suggestions for people to jump on a – Yeah, I am. <laughs> or have, well, I just, have I just made it every Monday now? No, it is every Monday, but I've just started. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? So it's funny how you've got me on the show as like a podcaster and I'm only in the last – um, well, I'm not labeling you that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I, I, I feel because like, I rebranded this year. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. I'm a harmonica player now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but it's funny you say that because like, you bring a harmonica. You know, I didn't. Oh well, I didn't. <laughs> not a harmonica player. Yeah, jeez. I think I left it at work, <laughs> which is funny because I'm jamming tomorrow. Anyway, I will send you a clip, please. <laughs> please. Myself jamming. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, it's more like I'm. I guess working for Podcast One Australia. And then wanting more people to listen to podcasts and, you know, what do they say? Rising tide raises all ships. Mm. So I just want more people to listen to podcasts um, and and for people to be able to wade through it and not have to go through Apple Podcasts, which is this insane chart that doesn't actually make much sense and go one top 10 or whatever, which, you know, it's, it's it's not a reflection of good quality content. Yeah. And I listen to so many podcasts and we make podcasts and all that stuff that I'm just trying to get more people to listen. Yeah. And so I'm great. putting on Instagram saying like, these are ones you might've missed some yep. favorite ones. Um, and yeah, I was on studio 10 talking about yeah. that as well. Cause I think there's just a space there that people should, um, that could be filled for people. Someone like letting you know what, what to listen to just like uh, a movie review, but for a podcast. Well, right? yeah. And I think there's still a lot of people that podcasts in general are foreign. Absolutely. Oh, don't even time. know no idea. how easy it is to just put one on and have a listen. Yeah. Um, well, when I was Studio 10 and I mentioned, like, talked all about it stuff, and at the end, Kerry and Kenley goes, do these, are these free? Where do I, how do I listen to this? And I was like, why are you here? So, <laughs> why are you, like, what are you doing? Why, why did they get you on this show? But at, at the same time, she re- represents a lot how a lot of people think about it. That's true. That a lot of people are like asking the exact same yeah, yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it kind of was like a good, another good realization that a lot of people in the podcast space or no, sorry, a lot of people still don't understand the podcast space. And it's so funny because it's like, how come we don't understand that? But like we get Netflix, we get, and you yeah. pay money for yeah. this and for, for movies, which is you should, you've never, this is net Netflix's model 
has never been a thing before. And yet yeah. we go, I get it. It's just, I pay money and I get movies, but it's weird. Cause you like, but that actually should like, who gets the money? Does it go to the, to, to the producers? You know, all that stuff, all those questions, yeah. no one cares about cause it's just there and it makes sense. Yeah. Podcasting is free. You've always had the app on your phone. Yeah. Content's being made constantly. And you're not limited to sitting in front of a box watching you it. You can watch it. You can listen anywhere. anywhere. You can go to the gym. You can be, you know, you can. I've, I want to get these underwater. I'm, I'm sure there's underwater earbuds <laughs> out there. I'm like, wouldn't we be able to swim and listen to a podcast? I'm sure that's It'd a thing. It would be, wouldn't it? I, I want to try that if someday. Not, there's a niche. We heard it here first. There's a niche. Well, I, 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 I jumped on because I'm trying to push myself to um, – I'm guilty of just chew, being picky with what I listen to mm-hmm. based on things I've probably listened to before in terms of similar genres and that. So um, I jumped on Chasing Cosby. Oh, you cool. Suggested yeah, that I the suggested other day. that the other day. Holy fuck. It's first two episodes. It's, yeah. it's intense. And I'm it's desperate for them to release I know. Episode. I wish they do. Yeah. There's a big question around binge. Do you, do you drop a whole season or do you do it week by week? Yeah. It's risky week by week these days. Yeah. Because no one really has the stamina to stick around no. and go, oh, I'll check in next week. No, I've well, I would have definitely already then. listened to episode three of this if totally. it was out. I would yeah, have finished yeah. it, I reckon, yeah. by now. It's this whole oh, it's this whole genre at the moment. We just finished watching um, Surviving R. Kelly on Netflix yeah, the other day. Oh, I just can't fuck. bring myself to oh, It's do disgusting. It to yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And, you know. Let's not get bogged down in that stuff. But really interesting podcast, the the Chasing Cosby one. Yeah, so. and there's so many out there and yeah. so many that aren't reflected in in the Apple podcast. And you know about Apple podcasts? If it, so I'm assuming people listening to this will hopefully be interested in, in podcasts in general. But the way <laughs> – the because if not, well, you can be bored now. Um, yeah, podcast, the Apple charts, which is iTunes. Yes. It's not iTunes anymore. No. They've rebranded it, Apple Podcasts. And the Apple podcast, it, the chart isn't really a proper chart, as in to, no one really understands how it works because Apple hold on to all the data. So it's kind of just willy-nilly random, like, how does this work? I don't know. I'm not, you know, a show gets put into number one and then the next week it's like 45 and you're yeah. like, why? And the consensus is that it's based on the amount of subscribers you get in a short amount of time. Right. So if you put, if you, I did this as an experiment actually. So we fact up. It was like, I think it was probably sitting at, uh, in the comedy thing, it was probably at like 90. And I went around to everyone in my office and I said, hey, just get your phone out and subscribe. And I reckon I got 20 mm. subscribers and it went up to like six. Wow. It was nuts. 20 or so yeah. subscribers pushed it all the way up to like six okay. on the charts. So it basically shows you how many, subs- not even how many, but you're getting an influx of subscribers over a short period of time. Yeah, okay. And so that's why when shows drop, like a yeah. show for the first time is out there or whatever. It might even just be a trailer. And yep. it goes to number one. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's like four reviews, like four yeah. likes. And, you know, it's because they told 50 of their mates, right. subscribe. Yeah. And then bang, number and one. And that's updated daily, is I it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah I think so. And, it's, and a lot of it's human curated. Yeah. So I guess people, your point there is um, trying to get people not bogged down on what's in the charts yeah in the charts because it's, it's not, not a reflection a it's you just know. a list it's just a list it's, it's a a, list. at best <laughs> there is a ranker that podcast one australia are sort of working on i think that's being brought out soon that'll that, 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 like the commercial radio networks yep. are working on and that'll be more legitimate around mm. actually how many it'll be more about downloads which even that is like mm. you know you might have a huge marketing budget but your show sucks then yeah like, so how should a chart be made it's a great question so there's some validity in what Apple does because yeah. it's, it's that open and free kind of vibe where you're going, we don't want to do it based on subscriber on like downloads because Hamish and Andy would always be number one basically because they're yeah. huge, I think, as in like I think they'd be number one. Instead, if you're an indie independent show and you drop a new series, we'll put you in number one because mm. why not? Let's give everyone a run. So it's just – it's murky but it's – Hard to put judgment on it. Where would a good place, to, like if, if you're just looking for a completely fresh podcast to listen to. Yeah. Follow me at It's Me, Dave Z, or Instagram. I'll give you updates every Monday. I wasn't, even, best I wasn't even going there. And you've know, just, you That's know. why I did. Okay. <laughs> no, tell me. What, Actually, what? that's not a bad idea. But what I was going to say was, you know, without necessarily being influenced by a chart. Yeah. I keep doing that. People can't see what no, I'm yeah, doing. No, yeah, we're doing air quotes. Air quotes. Bunny, bunny rabbit ears. Mm. I'll stop doing it. Um 
I without people. Whisper people. Phone, <laughs> he did bunny rabbit I'll get you to just follow me around all day yeah. too, so I don't have to do um, it. He's being sarcastic, everyone. <laughs> That's what those bunny rabbit ears mean. Cool, thank you. Who's I'll that guy? That's oh, Dave. <laughs> he's my bunny ear, man. Um, yeah, I mean, like, because you, yeah, if if you're just going to those charts, yep. then you're gonna. F- click on something that's in the top probably 10, 20. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, can, a good way to find just a random, I guess. Well, it depends what you're interested in. So what do you like? Yeah. True crime, narrative stuff, you know, like Joe Rogan, conversational things, topics, you know, mm. you can break humans. down by topics. Whatever. Humans. Great name, by the way. I was thinking about this on the way here. How did no one before you claim the name humans? Well, there's a, versions of. But that's what I mean. The humans of New York. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was a, Humans, it's great. Yeah, I put it, my foot down, Dave. It's perfect. It's, it's it's the niche literally <laughs> everyone in the world can get behind. Yeah. Like humans of New York, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not in New York. Yeah. So I'm not going to listen. Humans, I am one. Therefore, I will relate to this human. I didn't even likely. I didn't even narrow it down to humans of Earth. So anyone it's in the exactly. galaxy, exactly, there might be other humans out there. <laughs> yeah, tuning into this right now. Well, I like it. Do you know? So good job. Um, thank you. And it was a it was a name that when I wanted to start this, it wasn't even. And I'd like to think that I'm clever, but I'm not. It would just Same. was like. When I was talking about it, I'm like, that's what I'm kind of thinking I should call it. And a few friends are like, well, it makes perfect sense. So you were like, I'm thinking of doing a show about humans. Mm-mm. thinking of calling no, it humans. No, it's just sort and of. like, I love it. I can just see it and hear it. It's, it was just it's sort funny. of. In my line of business, it would be like, okay, so you've, your niche is the entire world. Yes. And which it actually is great <laughs> because everyone can relate. So it's hard to fault. That's all I'm saying. But there's probably not enough in your, uh, yeah, maybe it's not zeroed in enough. Maybe. I don't know. No, there's no rules. I don't care. That's the beauty. It's the Wild West. <laughs> there isn't any rules. Yeah. You're a cowboy and this is the Wild West. Yeah, I'm reaching out globally, just, universally. Yeah, you're running around shooting foxes and, you know, foxes. stealing people's <laughs> carriages. This is West, man. All right. You okay. make the rules. All right, let's do a take. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. let's go for one. Let's try one. Have you ever not hit record? That sounds I, silly, but that's no, a, yeah, it's a great question. So I've not, I've done worse than not hit record on something. Friend of mine, loveliest, like old mate from school, mm. Marty. He one time was he one time was getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was getting married, and he asked me to film it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, no worries, I'll film it. Like, and, and I wasn't, I was just like, no worries. I'm like, goosebumps. it'll be my honor to yeah. film it, you know, because he was like, we take photos, and I don't photos, but I'll film it. So we go to this wedding, and it's the most beautiful wedding, and I'm filming it on this little black magic camera, and I was like, gorgeous, and I'm, I'm like, you know, getting these beautiful shots, and 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 it's like, it was like I filmed at the after party or what do they call the reception, and and everything got this amazing stuff. And about three weeks later. I'm at a shoot and I've got the black magic camera and I'm about to film and I'm like, yeah, I've taken the footage off and I just go hit record. I hit um, delete, delete all format. And then I'm just like, I remember like as I'm filming stuff going like, did I take it off? Oh shit. I'm like, oh no, yeah, I must have surely. Like that's a, that would not, I would not do that. You know, this is probably like, this is about six years ago. Right. And I get back to the office where I, or, or to where my hard drives are, and I start plugging hard drives in. I'm looking, wedding footage, nothing. Network, nothing. Next one, next one, next one. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't remember oh. taking it off. And I'm just, I just start to fall into this pit of despair. And then I start googling like recovery software, googling, googling. Surely there's somewhere recovery, recovery, recovery. And like there's threads saying like you can try this, you can try that, try that. I try it all, and then I finally get to a thread, a forum that says, if you have deleted on a black magic camera. Because of the way a black magic is built, that footage gone forever. It's like hard bake. Oh. It's like most cameras have like a safety thing, not this one. And I was just, I nearly vomited. Yeah. And I tell my girlfriend, and I'm like, I get home, and I was like in fetal position, like on the couch, and I'm like, Im, I've I've lost the footage. And she was so amazing. She just, she, I said, I've got to call Marty and tell him now. I feel so so guilty. And she goes, just. Take give it a few days. He doesn't oh, know. He's waiting. I feel sick. Yeah, for you. mate. It was the worst <laughs> moment. And I was, and she goes, just just give it a few days because we'll, yeah. we'll think of something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll turn yeah. up or, or whatever, or we'll think of something. And I'm like, this is awful. So anyway, a few days later, and when I'm sort of, I'm still in my sick kind of slump. Mm-hmm. I talked to him and I talked to Red, my best mate, and I'm like, I've lost footage. And, and there's no happy ending to the footage coming back, by the yeah. way. It doesn't come back. <laughs> just so I just don't want anything like a I'm still sitting here with my fingers crossed. Come on. It's like it was gone, man. Oh. But what happened was Imogen goes, look, you kind of did it as a favor to Marty. 
yes, he expected it to be there, but you know, he's your best, he's one of your best mates. He'll understand. I'm like, yeah, but I, I you know, it's his yeah, wedding. Yeah. And they go, Imogen goes, what about this? And he comes up with this idea. Everyone at the wedding would have filmed stuff on their phones. Now these days, like that's, there's some good stuff in there. And he said, why don't you get a bunch of people who are at the wedding who love Marty and, and, and Alex, his wife and stuff to do little messages. What do you remember about the wedding? Like, what's your favorite thing? Brilliant. So I'm like, that's a great idea. And then Red's like, I'll help. I'll get some people to kind of like send some stuff in. I'll do some graphics. He's a graphic designer. I'm starting to feel a bit better. And so I sent this email out and it took a while, but eventually, cause I, and I said, it's a side piece to the yeah. wedding thing. Just as a fun little <laughs> side thing, guys, this will be great. So people start sending it just on their phones. Yeah, Marty, yeah. Alex, there was this beautiful wedding. Oh my God. Um, the bit where Alex kissed Marty prematurely, like before the ceremony was finished, mm. that was cute and all this sort of stuff. And then they'd start sending in their videos and it was like an amazing amount of footage. And so I ended up getting footage and the video, like messages, and I start chopping. Thank God I can, you know, I'm a good editor. Yeah. Start chopping and put this beautiful soundtrack to it. I make it look all like vintage Super 8 kind of stuff. Yeah. And there was actually footage of like being in the limo because I know I wasn't in the limo, but they filmed yeah. and the best man filmed. And Red, God bless him, had about five minutes of drunkenly walking around <laughs> the reception with like people dancing there. Perfect. I, he caught the bride doing the worm, which I didn't even <laughs> capture on the night. So I got all this footage, put it together. And then I eventually had this like five, six minute video. And I go there from Brisbane. I, I was in Brisbane for another event. And after the event, I said, Hey guys, I need to talk to you. And then of course go to the hotel room. And I sit there <laughs> and I'd written like a one page, like, ad, like admission of guilt of oh, what happened. No. And we're sitting on the couch and we're, we're all quite exhausted. Cause we'd had a bit of a drinking weekend. And I go, Hey guys, um, so I've got something for you. And like, oh, the video. Yeah, but something happened. <laughs> and I tell him the story and I go, so, you know, I was telling him I had the camera and I and I go, I pressed a button and I shouldn't have pressed a button. And Marty goes, delete the footage. Betty deleted the footage. <laughs> and I was like, I deleted the footage. And I'm like nearly crying and shit. And they go, and straight away Marty goes, that's all right, mate, don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, 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 Marty, you don't understand. <laughs> I had to worry about it. This shit was serious. Like, cause I yeah. promised you something. I didn't yeah. give it. And they were like, no, it's fine. Like that was so chill. I'm like, but I've made you something. And they, I play it and they start crying oh, and I'm awesome. crying and they hug me. It was like the most amazing moment. Um, and then what was hilarious is they ended up putting it online on Facebook. <laughs> Everyone's like, this is the most amazing way to make a video. I want someone <laughs> to make a video <laughs> for, oh my, my God. for my wedding. Like what a creative execution. And I was like, yeah, meant yes, it. it. Meant yes, it. it was. And this whole thing was set up. And if you want me to do this for you, give me a call. I will delete your footage anytime you want. Holy so yes, yeah, long answer to the no, question. Have I ever not pressed record? I've pressed delete, which is much worse. It is a frightening thought to not. It's a frightening thought to not hit record. It's even more frightening to hit delete. Yeah. Never Man. hit delete Fuck. on a black magic camera. Wow. That's, a, that's the lesson for you. Or ever. Just make sure you have double backups. Well. So now the beautiful thing is I always have double or triple backups now. Okay. Well done. My lesson. Good, yeah. good recovery. Thank you. The hubris is no more. Yeah. Um, interestingly, on top of that, I don't think anyone watches their wedding videos. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Or they go, oh, I don't look good. Put it away. <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, what? A delete? <laughs> When's We Fact Up starting again? Oh, God, it was supposed to start on Saturday, but we had some complications. So it's, I think it'll start this week and then be out next week. It's yep. Getting together to do it is, is surprisingly, yep. it, that's the hardest no, part. No, totally, you know? not surprising. Because we get together on the weekends and we do we try to do two in one day yep. and then do them fortnightly. That's the plan. That's what I would like to do. Um, it's just, you know. Other people have other parodies, apparently. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> um, and it is Podcast One Australia. People can find it. You can find it anywhere you listen. So, you know, the classic, anywhere, anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One Australia, or wherever you get your podcast. This is funny because I sat in a room with you saying, read this, say this, do this, yeah. at the end of the, when we finished the series of yep. Hook, Line and Sinker. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? So the first day of Hook, Line and Sinker, when you guys came, so just for everyone listening, a few, about two months ago, I was tasked with the job of making Luke's show with Andrew and, Nick. Andrew and Nick. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> and, Hi guys. And Hey guys, love you. Love your work. I just had a, just, you know, mental place. It's hot in here. Yeah. Anyway, so I was tasked with the job of doing it and I was really excited. I was like, great. I want to learn about fishing. I don't know about fishing. It's six part series, all this stuff. And then it got to, you guys had flown in on Sunday or the other boys had flown in. Sunday night I had severe food poisoning. 
Really? I was up to about four or five in the morning. Oh shit. So when I rocked, but I was like, I can't, you guys have flown in. We're going to make this thing. So when I rocked up at night, I felt like death. Wow. And I, was, I saw a few people and I was like, just don't. I said, I'm just going to not tell the boys because that'll set a real weird tone. Just wow. met me. And I reckon I had three hours sleep. It was probably the worst nights I've ever had. And I was just like, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm so I happy. I kept my shit together. As oh soon as you left, I just crashed. I went home and I was just like, oh, I'm out. And the next day I was way better. And I was yeah. like, I wonder if they noticed the difference. Because <laughs> um, definitely for me, the next day I was like, great, this is good. First day I was just like, yeah, good, well done. <laughs> no, like, looking back, I think you we did cut day one short. Because of that. Was it? The video stuff. I was like, let's do the videos tomorrow. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's why. But they were I all happy with that because that meant early business. Exactly. No, it all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just go home and basically just. Um, fuck. Well done. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I wondered if you Jesus. noticed. You probably were just like, oh, this guy's just sussing us out. He's just getting to, getting to know us. In fairness, we were pretty focused because, we, and without sounding like dicks, we wanted to do a good job. We, 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 course, we'd yeah. spend a bit of time obviously in the lead up but the night before as well just going through it making sure we didn't waste ah, you your time our time and you know t- because it it's not you know with things like that it isn't just a case of strolling in casually going <laughs> dave how are you yeah. just uh, turn me mic on buddy some people do that <laughs> well yeah, maybe <laughs> like, and and look when i say that i don't mean we went there for three weeks straight recording six episodes but it was you, you've you've yeah there's more to it than just but you guys had your shit together. You knew what you wanted to talk about. It was all the backbone was there. More than, excuse me, more than the backbone. Mm. And I think that's the thing with podcasting. Like if if you're gonna make a podcast, you just sort of decide on what is what's your focus. What do you want to talk about? Where do you want to go? And if your focus is just like weird and something niche, cool. If your focus is just chat and talk, cool. But at least know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Instead of some people get in the room and go like, they don't really know. Yeah. And then it happens, and then you come out going. You didn't even really know what you were talking about. And they're like, nah, I didn't. And then you go, right, well, let's focus the pod, yep. the show into yep. something. Yeah, I'm really lucky with Pitchable as well. I think that, Pitchable's great. With that one, Andrew and Nick are unbelievably natural. They've spent yeah. 20 years together on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, they lit- I feel like sometimes they know what each other are thinking. It's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. They just, they're just really natural. Even when we did, they did the um, social media video stuff. You know, they're just yeah, like, they know what they're doing. Go for and it. Do you know, I was at drinks the other night and someone asked, like, what podcast I work on? And I told him, and he was a mad fisherman. And I said, it's Hookline and Sinker Boys. And he goes, oh, I love those guys. Yeah, they've got a pretty yeah, big following. Well, I work with them. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait for it to come out because yeah, I'm really back. proud of it. It'd be good. Um, and looking forward to getting stuck into some more stuff with you. But um, yeah. Right now, we should call it quits because you've oh. just left a pool of sweat all over the floor yeah, and table. Well, yeah, I've been just. I'm joking. But. What um before we do any other recommendations putting you on the spot apart from we fact up humans I and hook line sing yeah those are my three <laughs> favorite shows um yeah. I have a bunch um Caliphate is this incredible podcast about a Canadian Syrian man who claims that he was wow. in Syria while a whole bunch of awful things were going down and he was took part in it and basically he was part of this like um. Uh, he was part of the caliphate, essentially, in Syria, and he managed to escape and come back to Canada. And right. this woman, this New York Times reporter, kind of questions him, and it's, it's basically three episodes or so are learning his story, which so sounds him? intense. Is it it's him. him. It's oh, him. Wow. Yeah. But the crazy thing is the woman who hosts it, the journalist who's amazing, after the three days of talking or three episodes of talking to him, she's like, some of this stuff doesn't add up. I'm going to go and fact check it. And she goes to Syria in the middle of like just explosions and crazy wow. stuff going out. And, and there's this ballsy journalist and basically like figures out if what he's saying was actually true or not. That's cool. awesome. Caliphate with a C, C-A-L-I-P-H-A-T-E. Um, heavyweight is awesome. It's by uh, Jonathan Gold Goldstein. Oh my God. Goldman Goldstein. Jonathan Gold's a heavyweight and his whole thing is just kind of like this funny sort of idiosyncratic Jewish guy and his whole thing is if you have a heavyweight, I'm going to fix it for you. So he goes on these beautiful wow. journeys where okay. someone's like, oh, I haven't spoken to my dad in 30 years and he's like, well, we're going to go and speak to your wow. dad. Wow, that's cool. And it's funny because he kind of becomes neurotic and he almost gets in the way of the sort of <laughs> the, the whole thing and becomes part of the problem. Um, Startup, brilliant podcast by the Gimlet guys um, and that is about – how? God damn! I keep forgetting his names. Gold. Oh God, Adam. Oh, I can't remember his name now. The the uh, the guy who runs Gimlet. Um, 
and I can't remember his name, how he built this a podcast network. So it's a podcast right. about building a podcast network. Interesting. And it's very meta and very yeah, yeah. kind of, it's it's really good. Cool. So there's a bunch. I could go on for ages. That's awesome. But those are my favorites. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, and if you have any, if you want to know more about podcasts, hit up It's Me, Dave Z at Instagram. Totally. Absolutely. Whatever, and then just get in touch. Wait for the Monday uh, recommendations. Monday recommendations. That's uh, cool. It's, it is good. And it is something that's, uh, yeah, surprisingly still so new and foreign to so many people. But, you know. Yeah, we need to fix that. I'm trying to work that out, how to do it. I've pitched into Studio 10 and said, I'll come on your show and I'll sit with Kerry live yeah. and we'll go open the podcast app. And I'll show you how to get a podcast. You know live what? Live on television. It's not as silly as it sounds. That'll be because that could. That's as simple as it could be for some people. Oh, so it's there. It's there exactly. Yes, Kerry. Bloody national TV first. <laughs> what if Kerry's got a Nokia thirty two ten? Smash it in front of her, <laughs> and I'll say, Kerry, go get in the home. She may. Okay, <laughs> it's Nokia. It's not even a brand anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. If it is Who knows? <laughs> well, you do that, and we will keep an eye out. For you doing that because that's awesome, Dave. Thanks so much for Thank coming in. Thank you for in, having man. me. It's been a pleasure. This is awesome. Good fun. Thank you. Came it's to check great. out all your productions and all your suggestions. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs>